listening to the Dobos Podcast. Adam Doe here, along with Nathan Wu, Nikki Chung, two of my friends from one out of two of my fantasy basketball leagues. Uh, this is my two worlds colliding right here. I, I know Nathan from community college, and then I know Nikki from early, early high school. Uh, you're going to hear them possibly call me by two different names. I just want to point out it's the same name, uh, Adam and Haidang. Uh, yeah. And so nothing big happened in the NBA this week, right, guys? It's just only Harden got traded to Brooklyn for four draft picks, three pick swaps. Uh, Jared Allen and Karis LeVert are no longer Nets. Uh, Kyrie going missing. Uh, yeah. So what what did you guys think of the Harden trade? Uh, all right. So I think that – or first off, let me introduce myself. What's up? I'm Nathan. Um, I'm a fourth year and I go to UCLA. Um, and I'm proud to be um, on my friend Adam's uh, podcast uh, here on KUCI. Uh, let me start off by saying uh, this right now. I think that the trade was a win-win for all parties. I feel like everybody got what they wanted. Houston gets a brilliant chance to rebuild um, and, you know, focus on um, picking up a new star possibly in the future. Whereas I feel that Brooklyn is in a win now mode and, um, you know, and they know that, and I, they know that, you know, um, Katie and Kyrie's window is, you know, is wide open and they're trying to enhance that with Harden. And, um, you know, I think they're, they don't care about regular season basketball. I think that they're, you know, like Kyrie going missing, um, you know, there's no excuse for that. Um, you know, like him going mask, uh, out to his sister's, um, you know, birthday party maskless and then also going attending um, Cynthia Nixon's Zoom were just like two things that, you know, kind of showed that, you know, he doesn't really care about the regular season, which is uh, like, I'm kind of, you know, like divided on that issue on whether or not he really cares. But at the end of the day, um, I feel like the Nets are a very dangerous threat um, for the East, you know, uh, Giannis and the, and the Bucks and, you know, Jimmy Buckets and the Heat, um, they have something to, you know, look out for and uh, possibly to fear uh, in, the, in the upcoming years. Um, I have to say I agree with Nathan on a lot of what he said. Um, the Nets look really, really good on paper, but having to make Kyrie, KD, and James Harden work all at the same time is a different story. Um, yeah, of course, they're all really good on paper, but it's just the chemistry issue. Can they actually get it get a working system together to beat Lakers AD LeBron and I think I mean in terms of what they've done like in in the history of their careers I think Kyrie is a ball hog and so is James Harden Uh, I think KD can still adapt in certain ways Um, I still think he needs the ball to be effective though because I mean he's played on Thunder that he's played on um, Golden State where he's mostly having the ball so this is likely to change because you know Kyrie and James Harden want the ball literally all the time so having a working system is really important to them Um, yeah I just want to say like of course their team looks like really good on paper but chemistry is an issue that I see you know what? I'm going to have to agree with that, actually. Like, you know, I feel like, um, you know, this trade was, you know, even though I honestly, I feel like this trade was was sort of made in haste, uh, despite, you know, um, all of the you know different pieces going into it. You know, they, they, they had to get two other teams 
involved in the mega package deal, you know, like the Cavs and the Pacers and everything. Um, I feel like a, an aspect that, you know, the media is not really, you know, like some, I thought they're not really talking about it or I think like an aspect that the media has not like really fully covered um, as much as they should um, is Steve Nash's role in this, you know, as a first year head coach, how is he going to, how is he going to control basically, I'm going to say it three divas, three divas, three of the biggest divas in basketball on the same roster. Um, honestly, I don't know how he's going to do it as a first year head coach. I kind of feel bad for him, but if he makes it work, the nets are going to be very dangerous. And I feel like they are going to be a direct threat to the Lakers in the West. A lot of people think that the nets gave away too much for James Harden. Um, so again, four draft picks, three pick swaps, Jared Allen center of the future, Karis LeVert, Torian Prince for just two years of James Harden, just because after next season, he can just opt out and become a free agent along with Kyrie and KD basically. Um, but I think they, they did the right thing. Like they, they, they want to win as soon as possible. And so when a, a superstar player like James Harden becomes available, like you should go for him and you should use your draft picks to go for him. And on Houston side, like they, they're losing their, their best player of the last couple of years. And it's like the right time for them to just start rebuilding with uh, hoarding draft picks. Yeah, honestly, like I'm gonna do like a like a football um, analogy here. I just feel like Houston uh, is like, you know, like they are. They know that they are in a serious need of rebuild. So I, I think that overall, the you know them trading away their hallmark player in order to get you know four picks is is pretty good. You know, and I feel like you know maybe the maybe the Texans should be doing that. You know, with John Watson and everything like that. But that's besides the point. I feel like this was the right move for all the teams, and I feel like it was just a win-win situation for everybody. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And um, looking at what the Nets have done, like over the years, I feel like this is a much better trade, blockbuster trade at least, uh, compared to the Celtics trade with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and like a ton of picks, because James Harden is younger. He's actually still really good, not old. He's pretty durable. The only issue is that he's a diva, like Nathan said. So um, this goes back to, you know, getting the team to work. It, um, it might be worth it, it might not be, but we don't know yet. From a fantasy standpoint, who would you guys think uh, would, will take the biggest hit in fantasy out of those three? I think it's Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah. yeah, just because I think KD and Harden are way more talented. And even with today's game where Harden started off slow and I thought, you know, I thought I'd be able to make a point about him, but like he just ended up getting a triple-double again in his first game yep. in Brooklyn. And then KD scores like 40 again in Brooklyn. Again. <laughs> yeah, again. Uh, so yeah, I think I think, I think think Irving takes a hit. Um, I, I forget who has Irving in our league. But I think that they're going to take a hit in, in the standings, I think. Yeah, I feel like I definitely agree. Um, I think the reason that Kyrie is going to see uh, reduced, um, you know, reduced numbers um, in terms of fantasy and his overall production. Uh, number one, he's coming off an extended break. You know, as I, as I said earlier, he's off in some undisclosed location doing God knows what um, right now. And I feel like when he comes back, the chemistry of the team is going to be really weird. Um, and he's not going to, for at least the first, like, I'm going to say like four games that he's back. They're not going to, he's not going to do as well. He might, he might not even break 20 points. He might not even break 15 points, you know? And the thing is, um, 
Uh, the Nets have to um, establish that chemistry right away as soon as he comes back from his sabbatical or whatever you want to call it. Um, so, yeah, like, I feel like Kyrie is going to take a hit. And it's not only because of, you know, his sabbatical. I feel like, you know, in uh, in terms of, like, you know, like on, on, like on the court aspects, uh, you know, Harden has better field vision. You know, Harden is is a bigger dude. You know, he's he's a taller dude, and he, and he, I feel like he can use his you know bigger size to his advantage, and he can survey the court way better than than Kyrie can. And that's no that's no shot to Kyrie's vision. It's just that Harden is just better at it. You know, and I feel that um, Kyrie is going to have to sort of adapt his game to work um, with you know the other two superstars, KD and Harden. Going on to our fantasy league. No trades have happened since uh, Nikki's proposed some that I, I've heard of. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Someone and tried to I'm, trade me Lonzo and Dem- uh, and Sabanis for Luca, and I instantly said no. I, that was funny. I don't know who it was, but that, that was just funny. I was just it was Boris. <laughs> it was Boris, right? That was Boris. Yeah, he, he's I don't the one who... Remember. I think he's <laughs> the one that wanted to troll and just have like the two ball brothers together. Well, three ball brothers before one of them got cut, but poor, poor Leandro, poor Leandro. All right. So basically, the story behind Boris is he he loves to make lopsided trades in his favor, um, and he like he's he legitimately thinks that like there it's a fair trade. Even like he offered he tried to offer me, um, who was it Nurkic for for Devin Booker, right, Nikki? I, I messaged in the group chat. Um, no, th- that's okay. That's I don't remember, but that sounds like an awful trade, regardless. <laughs> I feel like that just shows a lack of respect towards you. I just feel like he's just like, you know what? Like, I think that Adam is just like, um, I think honestly, with that trade, he was just like, you know what? Like, Adam is a pushover. Let me just like make this this, this trade with them and see what goes, you know? Um, <laughs> I, I just no, thought that was really funny. Like, the Sabanis, the Sabanis, uh, and Lonzo Ball trade for Luca was. <laughs> hilarious i laughed for 10 minutes before declining it so that was pretty funny no he's been doing this for years okay. he's been doing this for years he has a reputation in our league he'll get somebody he'll get, he'll get somebody uh no he won't i don't think so uh <laughs> all right so first place ethan bang from uh a couple episodes ago he's still 18 7 2 i'm in second place 17 10 0 nikki in this call 14 13 0 Oh, did I say Ethan? I, I meant Ryan. Ryan Lau in first place. And then fourth place, Ethan, 14-13-0. Fifth place, Alan, 13-14. Uh, Nathan Wu in this call, 12-14-1. Nathan Chan, 10-16-1. Uh, Boris, of course, 8-19-0. Um, yeah, incremental changes, I think, in the bottom. And on top, not, not much has changed. And yeah. All right, Nathan, let's talk about your team since it's, it's, it's your first time coming on the show. Uh, go over your team real quick. Any Anybody you really like this year? Any mistakes you made in the draft that you can think of? All right, so I'm going to tell you guys my, my top five players. This is um, so like on my league uh, right now. So uh, my first one, um, obviously, Luka Doncic. Um, you know, he I drafted him first overall. Uh He's been very solid, you know, putting up, like, let's see. Let's see a stat line. Give me a sec here. Um, well, like, yeah, let me see a stat line here. You know, like, he puts up, like, 28, 34, 38, 20, you know. 
Um, and it's it's very it's very consistent points, and I like that. But I'm just waiting for something like explosive to happen where he goes after like 50 or 60. I don't know if that'll happen this season, but you know, uh, that remains to be seen. Um, my second, uh, like my my uh, the second of the five players I wanted to talk about, uh, John Morant. I lost him for quite a while because he rolled his ankle. Uh, he had that you know that that gnarly ankle sprain um but you know so far he's doing good for, like, he came back today uh he's he's been uh you know putting up those numbers he's had 14 points so far um and then the third player i wanted to talk about was is um sorry is colin sexton see the thing is i drafted colin sexton because i really liked it liked his game and i feel like as though that he is single-handedly the best him and uh drummond are one of the like i feel like most underrated duos in the league um, and the fact that the fact is that Colin Sexton has been putting up some pretty good numbers. I'm not gonna lie. Before he got injured, you know, he was putting up a solid, you know, 21, 24, 27, 28, like just all about you know 20s. And I did not expect that from you know a Cavs player, you know. So that I feel like that was a very good pickup, and um, you know, it, it really benefited my team in the long run. Another player I like to talk about is Joel or Troel Embiid, as some people like you to meant, call him. You meant Kings, right? Kings, right? For Fox, you said Cavs. Wait, wait no, no, no. I, I was talking about, um, I was talking about Colin Sexton. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was talking about Colin Sexton. Yeah. So, yeah, Joe Embiid's been really good. Um, you know, I put, thank God, uh, I, I forgot to set my roster the day that he put up forty-five points, but he was in my rotation. So, thank God. Um, you know, uh, Joe Embiid is a player that I really like. Um, I like his game. Uh, I like the trash he talks. Um, I, I, I'll, you know, he's a seven-footer that you know controls the controls the ball very well and um you know uh, i really like that about him and I, this is this is my fifth player right right i'm gonna tell him fifth player um, uh, I've talked you about had him. you had fox you had luca. john morant luca joel i didn't talk about fox oh um, i guess i'll talk about sexton Aaron. yeah oh yeah I talked about, it was sexton joel Embiid, uh john morant and uh luca and Luka Doncic. Oh yeah. So I'm in my I'm in my fifth player now. Um. Oh yeah. Another. Uh. I guess we'll talk about De'Aaron Fox now. <laughs> uh. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox has also been a very good pickup for me. Um. I, you know, drafted him. I think like maybe like sixth round or something like that. But um, he he's had some games where it kind of he kind of scares me. For example, um, last year or not last year, but like December 27, 2020. Um, or actually no, I got the date wrong. Um, January 6, 2021, when he was playing the Bulls, he only put up three points. Um, you know, wasn't necessarily the, the best outing for him, especially since he put up um, 23 literally two days later. So, you know, maybe he was working out some kinks. But I, I have a lot of faith in De'Aaron Fox, and I feel like that he was a very good pickup for me. Um, and, yeah, so those are the five players I wanted to talk about on my team that uh, I feel like are highlights. One thing that I really regretted was – keeping LaMarcus Aldridge over Montrezl Harrell. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like – I just feel as though Montrezl Harrell was the smarter long-term pickup, and I should have just cut LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, but the thing is, I I don't know. I expected big things out of LaMarcus Aldridge um, this year, but the thing is, like, I understand that he has a history of, like, you know, like injuries and stuff like that. And I, I just think that it was smarter to keep Harrell – um, for the long run, and that kind of didn't. That's kind of my biggest regret so far. All right, two things. First off, on draft night, you like came late to our draft, and you were you 
they auto picked Luka Doncic for you. Uh, walk me behind the the strategy of that. Oh, so um, I'm not gonna lie. I I so when the draft was starting, I literally just starred. I, I starred Luca, and this is like I, I this is no of no like psychological impact or anything like that. I wasn't trying to like scare people or anything like that. I literally just forgot. I probably just like put the star on my I, I put the star on him because you know I had the first overall picks. So I'm like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make y'all wait, right? But it wasn't necessarily anything like like on purpose. Like I probably just like went to the restroom or something, and then like you texted me, said hey you're going first, and I was like oh yeah, I don't don't worry, you know I I I, I got who I wanted, you know. Okay. And then I was going to say for the Spurs, I think it's the younger players are stepping up more, and that's why LaMarcus's numbers are going down this year. Yeah, I I just, you know, I expected a lot of big things out of him, and I just forgot, um, you know, that there are other people, there are other, like, people that need to eat on that team, you know, like, for example, like, um, you know, DeJounte Murray, and, like, they, you know, they need to eat, they need their points, they need their, you know, assists, rebounds, and everything like that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, if I, if I could take it back, if I could have Trez on my team, I would, but unfortunately I had, I didn't have to let him go, but I did. And it ended up not working in my favor. Yeah. Nikki criticism go. Um, well, let me start by saying some good things about your team, Nathan. Uh, I truly think your team is actually really balanced and really good. And when they're all healthy and playing well, your team can actually be top three team. Um, like you have players like Lamelo, even Doncic, Hayward, Embiid, Miles Turner, Nikola Vucevic, Darren Fox, Donovan. They all can score. They can shoot threes. They can rebound. They can um, pass the ball. Um, especially with Miles Turner this year, I thought he was really good because he's averaging like what over four blocks a game, and that's literally like top ten in fantasy. So blocks are really good. Um. You have the same thing with, um, what do you call it, Embiid. He can block. He can steal sometimes. He can pass. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that. I think I'm However, the league in blocks. Yeah, I'm not surprised because you have Miles <laughs> Turner. It's crazy. But um, one big weakness about your team is I think your team is very injury prone. Um, a lot of players that I would shy away from in the draft, you ended up picking. So players like Gordon Hayward, um, Embiid. Um, you have Aldridge, who's old. You have, let's see, Darren Fox, who's injury-prone as well. Uh, John Morant. And LaMelo Ball is a gamble this year, too, and he's actually doing well. So um, congrats to you. But I feel like your team is not, not going to be at its max potential because there's always going to be someone injured. Did you hear about yeah. uh, Gordon Hayward's hip injury recently? I, I didn't yeah. want to. Yes, I did hurt. I did. I did get the the injury notification like on the uh, Yahoo uh, fantasy app, and I was just like, no way, man! Like, first off, like this person, like yeah, it's tough. First, yeah, first he has questionable politics, and now he wants to get hurt all the time. You know, off like a you know, stupidly fat contract. I'm just like, you know, I, it just got me sometimes going like, you know, like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Gordon Hayward like, is always injured. Yeah, every two I, I months. Like I have a when I was picking my team, I I feel like I had a very like fantasy football approach to it, you know, because I I again I, I I tend to forget that fantasy basketball, um, like out of all other fantasy sports, is basically just attrition, you know, attrition, how long you can make your players last, 
And I was kind of like picking in like a, you know, in, in like football terms, you know, like I, I can pick up these players and they can make me win now, you know? Um, and I, I do agree with that. I, I did pick a lot of injury prone players and I, that's something I'm going to have to live with, unfortunately, unless someone is going to have to, someone wants to make trades with like pretty equal trades. Like I'm, I'm not saying that I'm going to trade Boris, um, you know, Sabanis and Lonzo for, for Luca, you know, but, um, I'm, you know, I'm open to making moves, you know, especially if I think that they're uh, sort of injury, you know, they're doing good and I can, you know, sort of sell the care, uh, sell the player high. Um, I could probably do that. Moving on. Uh, my team, I'm honestly surprised. I'm still in second place. Uh, I think I can, I think I can keep this, like this, uh, this place for, for a bit. Maybe my, some of my players are like stepping up. So Booker, Drew Holiday, uh, Dame Lillard, he's starting to become normal again. Keldon Johnson, he's become a little bit of a surprise. He has some off nights, but overall, I think he's he'll add value. Rozier is disappointing. He's mostly just a scorer and free throw shooter, basically. He has a lot of off nights. Uh, Schroeder's been really weird in the past couple of weeks. He still gets me a couple of assists. Uh, scores, of course, three-pointers. Ingram, uh, Okay, well, well, we'll get to Ingram later because there's a there's a there's an issue with that. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. I made a guess last episode that he t- he tested positive for COVID and that's why they extended his uh, his out time to like ten to fourteen days. So yeah, he tested positive. That's why he's out. But luckily, we have five IL spots. And um, yeah, currently I'm against Nathan Chan. I'm down two seven. We, I think we all took hits this week from all the postponed games, but yeah, oh, I, I can't. But, okay, um... that's nice. That's <laughs> good for you. Uh, yeah, so I have eight games left to play tomorrow and today, so maybe I can make a comeback. I'm beating Boris 7-2 right now. Like, <laughs> Every, everybody does. Everybody does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, is your, this is your week to like jump ahead in the, in the, the rankings. It's all a right. free uh, week. Yeah. Every weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So the the big uh, situation that happened today or yesterday, Nikki offered me Giannis for Brandon Ingram and Drew Holiday for my team. Um, I'll, I'll say some things and then Nathan, feel free to jump in. But I can see that, like, I think Giannis is like single handedly killing Nikki in free throws. He's like just really, really bad right now this year, and. Obviously, if I give him Ingram and Holiday, Nikki will get more, better free throw shooting, um, more assists, more steals. I was surprised to see like Drew Holiday is averaging like 2.2 steals this year and five assists, even though he has some off nights. But um, my Nikki, I, I was I, I wanted to wait till the episode to tell you, but I'm pretty tempted to to agree to trade with you. I just need Ingram to play for me one more night tomorrow, and then. I'd be I'd be down to say yes, but Nathan, thoughts? Um, I feel like all of your like um like critiques, Giannis, are correct. Um, he is not necessarily the best free throw shooter. Um, but you know when you're doing what he's doing, I feel as though like you kind of don't have to be. I guess, um, you know, Giannis is uh, a player that relies you know heavily on his athleticism and his ability to you know reach the rim. You know, so I feel like, you know, it would be a huge point. Well, not a huge point boost because you are giving up two players, um, you know. Um, but the thing is, uh, you know, 
I think that it's a it's a it's a pretty fair trade, especially um, since that you know now that Giannis is on your team and um, he, who, who are the two players again it was uh, Drew Holiday and Brandon Ingram and and Bi right on on Nikki's team. I I feel like that would sort of you know can't like um, Drew Holiday and Giannis would sort of cancel each other out, you know, because you know if you for example like. Um, if Giannis passes, um, you know, Drew Holiday the ball, um, it would, you know, give him, it would give Drew the points, but it would give, you know, you the assist and, you know, vice versa. And um, I, I feel like that's smart in, in uh, I feel like it's a smart trade because it's involving two players from the same team. So um, I don't know. I don't disagree with it. Uh, I think it's a pretty good move. Um, for me, I personally, I mean, I like Giannis and all, but yes, like you said, his free throws are awful. Um, I do feel like he is playing pretty well this season, although I have to say for a first pick, he is not quite living up to it. I mean, I'm expecting a little more from him, especially defensively. He's not really getting me any defensive stats, and he's turning the ball over like four times a game, so that's really hurting my turnovers. Um, the reason I said I don't really care about free throw shooting is literally because I drafted Giannis, then LeBron, and then later on, Andre Drummond. And we all know that they're awful free throw shooters. So for me, free throw shooting, it's like a punt category for me. It's like, all right, whatever. They don't do well, it's fine. Um, but the reason I want to trade Giannis is because like he hasn't been, been living up to my standards recently. So I'm down to trade for Ingram and Drew Holiday. Especially because, um, like you said, Drew Holiday does have quite a bit of steals. So that's a category that I'm weak on. So I gladly take Drew Holiday. Yeah. And it, and uh, he's a UCLA alum. So, you know, that that's also big points. I did not know that. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. I will show you right now. He is on the wall with – he is on the wall with uh, Lonzo and uh, Trevor Reza and West Brick himself and Norman Powell. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Norman Powell too. So Giannis is averaging 40% free throws uh, this week, I think, right? 11 out of 27. Um, when I, when I, when I saw the trade, Nikki, I thought like, I thought I missed a, a news report or something. And I, I, I felt like you knew something that I didn't. And then I looked at, at his stats and I was like, Oh, that's why he wants to give Giannis up. He's really, really bad in, in free throws. Um, another, Thing, Nathan, that I I was so uh, Nikki offered me like other trades in previous weeks, and the reason why I always said no was because he he wanted Ingram from me, but the problem was like he had LeBron and Giannis, Adebayo, Drummond, so I was just like, if you if we give him Ingram, he's just gonna beat all of us. But I think this is a much better trade for all of us, including me, if I take away Giannis from him. Yeah, like I feel like you don't want to stack his team with forwards. Um, that would be very, very bad um, for the rest of us. You know, like we wouldn't be able to, uh, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to beat that. You know, so um, yeah, um, I feel like this is a balanced and fair trade. One thing I wanted to ask you, Nikki, is if you would be down to include another guard or a better free throw shooter to just counter Giannis or counter me taking on Giannis's free throw shooting. Um, well, offer me something. I'd be interested in Conley or Levert. Buddy Heald, maybe. 
I don't they, think they, you'd be interested in Levert, dude. He yeah. his yeah, is yeah, not very him? good. Yeah, yeah, he has a liver he, problem or something. His yeah, okay. News. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't think you want Levert. Who else you say Conley? I'd be I'd be interested in Conley. Yeah. Well, but just want to see if you were open to it. Part, I, I think. Um, I mean, you're putting me on the spot, so I'm gonna have to say no for now. <laughs> but just let me think about it. I'll get back okay. to you. Okay. Uh, moving on, Nikki, your team. Uh, anything? Any moves you made in the past week? Any new regrets you have from the draft? Mm, okay, so moves. I picked up Dylan Brooks, and I picked up Daniel House Jr. So the reason I picked up Dylan Brooks is because Bam went down with um, the COVID-19 restriction stuff. He was put in IL. So I picked up Dylan Brooks. Unfortunately, he's not playing very well like at all. Like Even today, he's, he only has eight points, two rebounds, one assist, and the fourth quarter already so i should have 31 percent tonight too and last night or last game he played uh, against minnesota and shot 27 percent. so that's awful to say the least um i did not expect him to be this bad but he is actually this bad he was doing really well early in the season so i'm like hey you know i think boris dropped him so i'm like hey you know like maybe he'll pick it back up unfortunately not um, let's see. I also picked up Daniel House. He's actually underrated, in my opinion. He's really good, especially now that Harden's uh, left Houston. I think he has the potential to break out now. Um, one more thing about my team. Let's see. Karis LeVert traded to the Pacers. Um, in terms of value, I think he remains relatively same, actually, because um, back in the Nets, he had a he had pretty good value because you know Kyrie's always out or KD is resting, and he had the green light to shoot off the bench because he was like the best player off the bench anyway. So he basically was starting for a good amount of it, and if he didn't, I mean Spencer Dinwiddie got injured, so he's really he's pretty good off the bench. Same thing with Indiana, though. Even if he's starting, you have to think about now that he has a share of the ball with Malcolm Brogdon, uh, uh, Sabonis. He has a share with, what's the name, Miles Turner as well. So it's a little different. Like, the snare is a little different, but I feel like value-wise, he'll remain the same. It's just unlucky. He had, like, a kidney problem. Are you worried about maybe Jared Allen taking over as a starting center for Andre Drummond or maybe... Andre Drummond being traded somewhere else? The best case scenario for Andre Drummond is to have him traded to another team, like a contender maybe, like the Raptors. The Warriors. Like the Raptors could use a good center. Warriors as well could use a good center. Um, I do think Jared Allen will cut into Andre Drummond's minutes. So his production will go down. Uh, yesterday, he dropped 33 points, 23 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. That's literally a monster game from him. So yesterday I actually tried to trade Nathan, uh, try to give him Drummond for Christian Wood. Uh, what do you guys think about that trade? Drummond for Christian Wood? Yes. I don't think it's worth it. Wait, this is Christian this is Christian Wood's first season as a rocket. He looks really good so far. And he can also shoot threes apparently, which is surprising. Um well, but then Nathan's 
lower in the league rankings. He's sixth place, so he might. I don't know. You might you might want to consider you know making some moves to try to get. You I don't up. think he's talking about that, Nathan. He's talking. Or he, I don't think he's talking about me. I think he's talking about the other Nathan. Nathan yeah, Chan. I don't, I, don't, I don't have. Oh, Nathan, Nathan Chan. Yeah, I'm trying Nathan Chan. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Have, I don't have Christian Wood. So. Oh well, unfortunately, we don't have Nathan Chen tonight to talk about that. Uh, I, okay, so Nathan Chen is also in the bottom of our league, <laughs> so he might want to consider making some moves to to go up. Uh, personally, I think it's a pretty fair trade. Um, Andre Drummond is not a good free throw shooter. He turns the ball over. But he does provide a little more assists, more rebounds, consistent scoring, uh, better fee- uh, field goal uh, than Christian Wood. But Christian Wood provides more three-pointers, you know, maybe some more points here and there. I feel like overall yeah. it's a pretty fair trade. And then I feel like you have to count for the arrival of Jared Allen in, in, in Cleveland too, you know. So that is going to be – that is absolutely true. To say the um, least. Just, yeah, I agree with that. It's For me, I feel like it is a little 50-50 whether Drummond's production uh, decreases, mainly because of how well Drummond is playing. Yes, Jarrett Allen will probably be the future center of the Cavs, but Andre Drummond is playing, right now at least, playing too well to you know bench or cut like, I don't know, 20 of his minutes, whatever. I definitely feel that. Nathan Chen, by the way, still maybe he has the most unlucky roster for for this year. Jason Tatum out because of COVID. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich out for the season. I don't know why he's still on the IL for for Nathan. He just he just <laughs> drop him. Uh, Jaren Jackson Jr. is still out, and then Kemba Walker is still out. Yeah, maybe he maybe he should make the trade just to see just to see what happens. But I I don't think. I don't think you should give up Christian Wood's three-point ability. All right, I'm just going to cut in. I also offered Nathan Chen another trade. I think I offered him uh, Fred Van Vliet for uh, SJ, uh, Shea Gilgus Alexander. What do you guys think mm-hmm. about that? Ooh, damn. I like SGA. His game's, his game's smooth. He's saucy. Um, you know, I don't know. I feel like you can do whatever you please, you know? <laughs> I do like well, SGA man. a lot. Would you take that trade or no? <sighs> Wait, so you have SGA or does he have SGA? No, um, he has SGA. And you're trying to give him who? Uh, Fred Van Vliet. <sighs> uh, um, okay, I had Fred as, as a previous fantasy owner of Fred Van Vliet. Last year, I feel like he, he put up pretty decent numbers, um, but I feel like, you know, like just – Based off of like the games I've watched, um, you know, like uh, uh, the the footage I've watched from Van Vliet and from um, SGA, I feel like SGA is more more explosive. So you know he can provide like, a quick burst of uh, you know a quick burst of points. You know, like a, a, a easy points off turnovers. You know that kind of stuff. But I feel like Fred Van Vliet is a like a very you know like a solid you know shooting presence on the Raptors. So I don't know. You, you're gonna have to. Do some psychometrics to figure out who would be the better fit for your team. Yeah. How about you, Hyday? They're I'm looking at their season averages right now. They're they have very similar numbers. It's just Fred makes about two more threes than uh, SGA does. Uh, gets a little more steals, 
a little more blocks. Well, not much, but um, mostly even. I'd say, like, would it be like if if I, if we were Nathan right now, would we be thinking like, should I pick the the player from the less competitive team this year, or should I just stick with the player that's probably gonna be a contender in the East, even though the Raptors are down right now in the standings? I don't know. I think um for Nathan Chan, I gave him this trade because his team is all at the bottom. So Van Vliet is actually, in my opinion, more consistent than SGA. Van Vliet will always like drop three to three to four three pointers a game for you, drop you like fifteen points, drop you like seven, eight assists a game. And I feel like SGA it's either he pops off or he only gets you like, I don't know, like ten points, like two rebounds and like one assist. Like, well, the game he had against the Lakers recently, 70 points, three rebounds, one assist, and that's it. Like, really empty stat lines. So it's hit or miss for SGA, but uh, Fred Van Vee is a lot more consistent, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's just a battle of ceilings and floors. You know, like, I feel like you just have to analyze the floors and ceilings of Van Vee and SGA, and you get to figure out which one, which, like, which of the floors that you're willing to, to risk and which of the ceilings that you really want, you know? One more, one more trade I want to talk about for Nikki's team. Ryan told me you wanted to give him Drummond for Chris Boucher. What, what's up with that? Well, what do you think about that trade? Uh, I think you're just trying to get more three-pointers, and Boucher does that for you. But So, yes and no. I feel like um, the reason, like, I think on paper, this trade is a little weird, but my logic is that Boucher is actually he's actually really good but he's not a starting center and he doesn't consistently or right now at least he's not getting really consistent minutes he's either getting like 15 minutes or he's getting like 30 minutes his ceiling is so high though and i really really like that for drummond on a you know daily basis he'll always drop you like you know 15 points like 10 rebounds at least but you can't say the same thing about chris boucher Right, Chris Boucher either drops you like twenty points, like Terry Bowden, like three blocks or something, or he only gets you like nine points, like three rebounds, whatever. Right, and that has a lot to do with the Raptors' rotation and the role he plays on the team. So I made this trade because I like the potential that uh, Boucher provides. Also, like we mentioned earlier, Drummond's uh, timeshare with Jared Allen potentially. So I want to minimize the risk of that because, you know, if they get to a heavy timeshare, I think Drummond's value diminishes by a lot. So I'd rather take my gambles to Chris Boucher rather than Drummond. That's why I offered this trade. This just reminded me that I picked up Chris Boucher in either this league or my other league, but I dropped him after he was just, like, really underperforming. Um, Yeah, it was this league. It was spitting. How, how do you? Oh, you kept tracking my moves, Nikki. Honestly, no, I didn't. I actually wanted Chris Boucher, and then you took him. I'm like, oh man, and then you dropped him, and I realized he did play really badly. So I'm like, oh, I'll wait it out. And uh, Ryan got him. Sleeping so at the what, wheel, man. Sleeping at the wheel. What happened? So is he is he just starting for them now, or what happened? I think he's still benched. I think. Okay, but he's like sure. getting he's getting like 30 minutes a game. So is he is like he? a sixth man, basically? Let me check the stats actually right now. No, Aaron Baines is starting, but today Aaron Baines got four minutes of action and then Chris Boucher got 30 minutes. Maybe All Aaron right, Baines so, is out. 
So this goes back to a little bit of what I said um, just earlier. Boucher is really good. Like, he's getting 31 minutes. So I, I guess he is now, like, at least Nick Nurse realizes that, okay, dude, Boucher is really good. So tonight he dropped 20 points, nine rebounds, one assist, two blocks, and uh, two three-pointers. Um, I think that's solid. And I feel like a trade for Drummond here is really, really fair. I like the blocks he gives, really, really consistent. Whereas Drummond sometimes just doesn't get you blocks anymore. He does rebound significantly lower, does not have that many assists, like one or two every game. So there is a little bit more value, I think, in my opinion, that Drummond provides. But I like how Boucher gives me more three-pointers and blocks, and that's what I'm looking for. All right. Well, we'll, we'll have some trade. We'll have some trades to look out for next week. Um, um, yeah. Also, to update you on that trade, Ryan actually declined it very quickly. <laughs> so, you know. I think I told him no, yeah. Well, why did you say no? Chris no, Boucher. I say no just because Drummond, Drummond just he'd be giving up three pointers. That's 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 a big reason why. And then free throw shooting as well. Gonna have to agree with with Adam over here. No, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, if you want like better free throw shooting for your team, yeah, Drummond's definitely not the guy you want. How many yeah, trades did you offer this week? A lot. All of them got rejected. <laughs> Nobody wants to nice. trade me. <laughs> I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty open to the Giannis thing. I just I just I just need Ingram to play for me tomorrow night one more time. Well, like, I mean, why? Because I I had games postponed this week and I'm losing to Nathan, so I kind of need Ingram uh, to to give me give me one more game here before I, right, I give him right. to you. All right. All right. That's fine. Yeah, Vucevic went off for me today. Thirty-four points, not bad. Nathan, I think. Um... One issue about you is you keep forgetting to set up your rotations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I, I am so used to only opening the fantasy app on Thursday, uh, on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I check that sometimes. I'm not going to lie. Um, I feel like with, with like, you know, like COVID and everything this year, it made me check my phone more. So, you know, it made me more aware of the fact I had to, I had to set my, my lineup. Um, but like, yeah, that that is also a very big, you know, like problem of my team. I just forget to, I just be forgetting to set up the lineup sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think you missed like two days of setting up your rotations for when you're against me last week. Yeah, man. I'm, so, listen, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm I'm way more of a fantasy football player. You know, fantasy basketball is still, you know, I'm still getting the hang of it. You know, and everything. I'm I'm just you know like very used to just setting my lineup and letting it do work for me as opposed to that, like you know like meticulously planning you know like like what players are, are gonna go in like the flex spot and that kind of stuff and then with basketball I'm just like oh, crap and like I have to you know like the and then sometimes all my players are playing and I can't figure out which ones to start and which ones to bench and I'm just like, you know it, it's a lot yeah. more uh, it's a lot more like uh, work than I'm used to and I'm, I'm trying to you know like a uh, I'm learning, you know, I'm getting the hang of it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, personally, I was a little bummed out that you didn't uh, set up your lineup because I was like, oh, dude, it's not a good way to win. You know, you didn't set up your guys. So I'm like, it's not a real win, you know? Yeah, true. I'm, I'm more aware <laughs> of it, though. No, I'm more, I, I set my lineup every week now, so. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's the option. You just set it once on Sunday nights, basically, or you can even do it ahead of time. And you can just set yeah. it, like, weeks ahead of time. 
All right, guys. I'm gonna call here. I'm really hungry, so I want food. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, appreciate it. For sure. It was it was a Thanks pleasure to be a guest.